you know what I don't do? <laughs> I mean, I could think of a few things, but I, I can't wait to hear what you're saying. <laughs> I, I've, I've decided that I'm not going to put any processed food into my body. So, okay. <laughs> After 50 plus years of solely processed foods, hot dogs and peanut butter, you're now going to go no processed foods. Well, you, well, you didn't let me finish. I'm oh. not going to put any processed food in my body that isn't delicious. This is what? What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? What, what do you? What is? What is the meaning of this? Well, it's uh, it's, it's like just, somebody was like, "Hey, let me show you this cool thing," and they walk you around the barn, they bring you right back to where you're standing. It's the same shit. There's nothing cool to see, and then they go, "So that's that." <laughs> but, but you've been around the barn, and the, but the, I, I go around the barn by myself anytime <laughs> I want. <laughs> Have a dumb thought. I have plenty of them. I don't need yours. <laughs> what do you mean that aren't delicious? Why would you be putting that in your body in the first place? Exactly. That's my point. Well, what what is that? Give me an example of something that you're not going to no longer eat that you used to. Mm. You did this. <laughs> you did this. I'm th- I can't really think of any. No. Because you're mean, not changing a goddamn thing. Because you walked us around the bar and we're right back to where we started and nothing's accomplished here. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I mean, maybe, look, it is want, your fault. It's 100% your fault. <laughs> I didn't want to have a podcast. I What? <laughs> the, had, the irony is that neither of us want to do this. This is crazy. <laughs> we just keep showing up for the other one, and then the other one doesn't even want it. This is great. It's like a, it's like a reverse gift of the Magi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those fucking magi. Oh, my God. Always with their gifts. Jesus Christ. One guy had gold. Yeah. Who the cares about the other two? smelly shit. Right. <laughs> One guy nothing. showed up with embalming fluid. What am I supposed to do with that? Is that right? Is that what myrrh is? Uh, one of them, yeah, is like embalming fluid. Myrrh. It's got to be myrrh. I guess it's myrrh. Because frankincense. Not, I mean, frankincense, you don't embalm with frankincense. No, it's a smelly thing. Yeah. So yeah. it must have been myrrh. And we yeah, know gold. Okay. All right. All right. The, it's fascinating how long it took you to u- use the process of elimination there. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it's probably a way to check, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> look. Crazy. Look. Look. You look. You look. <laughs> I am so riled up from having to wait in the waiting room. <laughs> Eight minutes by the... Living room clock. I sat there <laughs> just waiting for you. Were you holding your last thought? <laughs> now is the time. Yeah, the whole time. I'm like, where the fuck is he? Now is the time. <laughs> we agreed on a time. Now is the time. Where is he? Oh, hold on. Agreed on a time. We agreed well, on okay, a time right. range. Fair, fair enough. Okay, good. Fair enough. And I was there at the, at the beginning of the time range. And there was no one in the waiting room. So I said to myself, I'm going to go and get a I snack lo- and a drink. I logged on immediately upon getting the, the request. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. You know what it did do, though? It brought to mind a great old song of mine that I sang to while away the minutes. <laughs> <laughs> did you sing it several times? Is it that? I did, well, that I, sang it a, I sang the chorus more than once. Because okay. the chorus goes, I'm sitting in the waiting room. Just sitting in the waiting room. It's a song called Waiting Room. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately titled. By the great Fugazi. Oh, I don't know Fugazi. Really? No. Oh, very popular. Very popular early punk band. Oh, okay. 
punk hybrid hardcore great band phenomenal phenomenal great beloved by their cult following because you know they do things like play free concerts and give albums away for free and they're very oh that's cool they're very fan friendly oh that's really cool yeah they're great everybody likes free stuff yeah yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) like so anyway you, you you gave me the gift with your negligence <laughs> of remembering a song that I love. Good. Uh, speaking of free stuff, this podcast is free. Which podcast is that? It's Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross Infinite. The Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross Infinite Podcast. Your source for sitting in a waiting room. A better way to waste your valuable fucking time. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what are you going to do otherwise? It's a pandemic. Not, There's nothing why would do. I do anything? Exactly. Why would well, you? That's right. Why does anybody? <sighs> it's good to get that off my chest, I have to admit. I'm glad you did. I mean, I, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't want to continue with that, you know, lurking in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? That anger, seething, rage. Yeah, there's. I've definitely eliminated all of that from my persona. <laughs> Good. You shouldn't have to worry about that at all. <laughs> Thank heavens. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm so ready. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Episode 54, buddy. Science, math, and geology. Another stuff is numerology. Numerology. All right. Uh, yeah. 54 is a natural number following 53 and preceding 55. There we go. Seems appropriate at this point to tell you this is going to be a lean, mean, trim, and <laughs> slim <laughs> numerology segment. All right. I can't wait. Taking the notes from the suits. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get in and get out, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said, it's not called numerology infinite, you asshole. <laughs> and I said, well, look, guys, you have a point. That's true. 54 is a gonal number. Oh, man. <laughs> it's also a nonal gumber. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got you. Gumber is good. I like gumber. 54 is a Leland number. Jim Leland? <laughs> I love you, Mrs. Leland. <laughs> uh, it's also, for the record, a Neeland lumber. <laughs> Got a lot of spoonerisms going today, buddy. You really do. 54 can be written as the sum of three squares in three different ways. Oh, that's fun. You love that? I do. Yeah. Could I figure it out is the question. No. And, and in, 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 in the extended version of numerology, I would just I'd lay it out for you. But this I is think one I can. of the cuts. This I, one I think of the cuts. three and four and two. There you go. Thank you. Trimming the fat, though, is what we're doing. But that's just not so right. You know. Is that right? That can't be right. Nine plus, no, nine plus sixteen plus two is there, not fifty. There's no way to know. It's it's uh, okay. Never mind. There's no way to know. Buddy. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-five plus. Okay, go ahead. Like all other multiples of six, it is a semi-perfect number. Oh, well, close enough. Or a nemi-perfect sumber. <laughs> <laughs> In base ten, fifty-four is a harsh had number. Harsh had. <laughs> Or a Narshad Humber. <laughs> and finally, we have in mathematics, the Holt graph has 54 edges. Oh, that's a lot of edges. If you're playing along at home, the Holt graph is also called the Doyle graph. Doyle. Or the Goyle draft. <laughs> <laughs> 
Goyle. Goyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they went with Holt. It's, it's, it, you know, you get in, get out with Holt. You Doyle. <laughs> just, it's just, God, you know, I feel bad for anybody with the name Doyle. Really? Don't you? Um, I, Doyle. I, I have a friend whose last name is Doyle. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you call him? Her. What do you call her? I actually call her Putter. <laughs> Seems unrelated, but I'll yeah, I'll, it's unrelated. I'll I'll dive into this. <laughs> why why putter? Uh, there was uh, it really has no nothing to do with anything. There was a dog at one time who she didn't never even met this dog, but there was this little dog named Putter that used to live next to my in laws, and uh, I loved this. It was a Dachshund, and he was real cute and little. And I used to like I don't know how we I started calling her Putter, but that's what happened. Based on the <laughs> name of this dog. It's well, there's another trip around that barn for those of you listening. <laughs> it's such an old nickname. I don't even know the origins other than I to was say, hoping for uh, miniature golf superiority to come uh, somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's good. That, see, that would have been a better story. Happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, but were we looking to you for our good stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on you. Yeah, it is. Totally. <laughs> Uh, but shout out to to Putter. Yeah. Good. Good to good to see you. Good to see Putter. Good to see you. <laughs> Moving into science, buddy. Uh huh. I hope I'm not going too fast for you here. Oh, I love it. Are you kidding We're, me? You know. All right. It's the atomic number of xenon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I was waiting for that chortle. I knew you would chortle. Yeah, this xenon. is exciting because it's got the the scintillating begins with the scintillating letter X. Very That's fun. right, Xena. Yeah. Xylophone. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, uh, zenith. Zenith. <laughs> with a with Z. Z. Nicely Sorry, done. Xavier. Z- oh, Z- Xavier McDaniel, the great Xavier, the great X-Man. The X-Man. There you go. Yeah. Xenon is a chemical element with the symbol XE and the mm. atomic number 54. Nice. It is colorless, dense, odorless, noble gas found in the Earth's atmosphere in trace amounts. Huh. Yeah. Just a little bit. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. A little dabble, do you? Just to sexy up the atmosphere a little bit. (laughs) Is that what it does? That's what it does, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know if you knew that or not. I just wanted to point that out. No, I I didn't trust that you would know how to sexy up anything. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What? I mean, just look at me. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly my point. (laughs) Xenon was discovered in England. By Scottish chemist William Ramsey and English chemist Morris Travers. Nice. Um, Travers. <laughs> yes, Ramsey. <laughs> I do believe we have something here. That was way back in September in 1898. Good old Motrav. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> and Will Ram. Will, Will Ram. Ram and Motrav. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That I would love be those their, guys. That would be their startup <laughs> if, if they existed today. That's right. Um, these two gents off also discovered uh, Krypton and Neon. Damn. Uh, so they, they Krypton first, then Neon, then then Xenon. They're just, they're like fucking on a run. And they came up with some of the cool elements. You know what I mean? Like those are three of really awesome ones. Great, awesome, awesomely named. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you know, leave it to the Brits, you know? Totes. <coughs> They found xenon in the residue left over from evaporating components of liquid air. Oh, liquid air. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing for you when you're thirsty. <laughs> Can't catch my breath. I'll just drink this down. <laughs> 
Ramsey suggested the name Xenon from the Greek word Xenos, meaning foreigner or stranger. Oh, cute. Fucking Ramsey. (laughs) (laughs) Was this guy the best or what? You know, there's such a trace amount of this in the atmosphere. It's like a, it's like someone you don't know. It's like some it, it an acquaintance. It was the residue. How could you have even seen it coming? It's like a Xenos, <laughs> don't you think? But of course. <laughs> Wait, one of them was Scottish, right? Is that isn't what you said? Hootman. Yeah. Hootman. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ramsey was the Scot and Travers was the Brit. Yeah. Uh and the and the uh the Scot in nineteen oh two uh estimated the proportion of xenon in the Earth's atmosphere to be one part in twenty million. Wow. Yeah. Trace amounts, as as earlier uh, earlier discussed. Yes. See, could have trimmed that fat, could have trimmed that fat. The suits are taking notes as we speak. <laughs> Very nervous. During the 1930s, American engineer Harold Edgerton began exploring strobe light technology for his high-speed photography. Huh. I think you know. I think you know where this might be headed. This led him to the invention of the xenon flash lamp, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. which light is generated by passing brief electric current through a tube filled with xenon gas. That's awesome. In 1934, Edgerton was able to generate flashes as brief as one microsecond with this method. Wow. Yeah, a microsecond is one millionth of a second. Damn. That was in the 1930s. Guys g- approaching millionths of a second for Flash. That's incredible. That is incredible. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just impressed. I'm just fucking impressed. It I is impressive. nothing else to say. Yeah, there's nothing, Edgerton, nothing else to baby. say, really. I know. And I'm sorry, what was that about Edger- baby? Edgerton. Edgerton, baby. Edgerton, baby. You know? <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah, that's right. And a cute little baby from what I understand. <laughs> and it must have led to the development of like xenon. I know you know they have those xenon headlamps for people with douchey cars these days. So Yeah, um, I mean you just have to run a sl- it's like neon in that you just run a tiny little current through it and you can make it sort of whatever kind of light you want it to be depending on the the mix of the gas. That's awesome. It is pretty awesome. Uh, and uh xenon bulbs are incredibly bright like as i think on those headlights that you brought up they're they're really very effective yeah with very little power to to light them so huzzah <laughs> to xenon huzzah <laughs> to xenon <laughs> so i put an x in there for xenon. i raise a glass to xenon <laughs> <laughs> moving on moving on i'm nervous buddy i'm worried for my job don't worry go with me don't worry go with me and for me or your shit i am from what i understand i'm right okay. here Moving into astronomy. Messier object, buddy. Yes. M54, a magnitude 8.5 globular cluster in the constellation. Constellation? Whatever. Ahem. In the constellation Sagittarius. Oh, Sag. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Just Sag. That's all I'll That's say. That's all you're going to say? Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. like shortening that constellation. <laughs> Having a globular cluster in your Sag. That doesn't sound so good, though. I mean, well, I don't know why you have to take that negative. (laughs) As somebody who deposits clusters in Sages sometimes, I think it's delightful for everyone. (laughs) You don't agree? (laughs) I I, I don't know. uh, Sure, okay. Delightful for for the depositor, at least, wouldn't you say? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have a new general catalog object, buddy. Excellent. 
That's right. Epaulets and and epithets (laughs) from the new general object catalog. (laughs) We got a NGC 54 is a spiral galaxy in our favorite constellation of all time. The constellation Cetus. Yes. <laughs> Cetus. Did did you see, by the way, that the new general catalog was in the news this week? I did not. Yes, because the Hubble telescope took a picture uh-huh. of an NGC object. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took a real clear picture. There's a beautiful image of an NGC object somewhere out in space uh, that was that was a big deal this week. So And it was in the Cetus. Uh, I don't know if it was in Cetus, but it was it, just that it was an NGC object that the I Hubble see, took I a picture see. of. I got you. Yeah, that well, Hubble. I'm gonna. I uh, boy, I wish uh, I wish I had caught that. <laughs> you can find it. It's. I mean, astronomers everywhere are just delighted. Yeah, but now I'm late to the news, and I'm FOMO's kicking in, and I, what are you gonna <laughs> do? You know. <laughs> what can you do? But thanks for bringing it. It makes me feel like we're we're up to date. We exactly. Are, you know, we are on the we're on the cusp. It's almost like we know what we're talking about. Finger on the pulse. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What What's your resting heart rate, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I Do you don't know? know? Do you have any idea? Sixty-two. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah that's a good one. I don't know. I I just made that up. I don't know. Oh. We. What? I mean. What. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. I just feel like we all well, you can okay. do is walk us around the barn now. Well, okay. What's your resting heart rate? 64. Okay, great. That's a good one. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. No, I know. Congratulations. But that's, but that's like legitimate. <laughs> if I didn't know, I'd say, I don't know. I wouldn't make something up. <laughs> I would chastise you for asking such a ridiculous question. <laughs> I'd like to know, though. I'd like to know what your resting heart rate is. So, you know, I, it's that's, your ho- that's your homework. Oh, boy. My, my, my heart's pretty good. It's normal. Like, when I, last time, I just went to see Dr. Pete, like, um, a month ago, maybe. Yeah. And he looked at my EKG, and he said, ah. <laughs> he looked at my EKG. <laughs> he says, he says, ah, it's so rare I get to see a perfect EKG anymore. And I was like, see, Dr. Pete, I'm in good shape, my friend. So he did not go. call your EKG perfect. He did. There's no fucking way. He did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Again, I I wonder about the Dr. Pete. Well, the and context his is acumen. <laughs> the context is most of his patients are uh, elderly. True. True. So when he sees mine, he's so a healthy who, young so man. You're right there. You're on. You're staring down elderly as we speak. <laughs> yeah, but in his case, I'm an I'm a healthy young man. In his is practice. that right? Yeah. What what would it take for you to move into a retirement community tomorrow? <laughs> Are we talking about like, um, do I get my own space? Like, I don't have to move into like a nursing home. Oh yeah, home no, type you get situation? like the sweet, the sweetest suite they have. Like I can get like, but I get my own building even like like a cottage. You well, know, they I have those progressive I mean, that, ones where you start yeah, out in a, a house. You're, you're being a little ridiculous. Why? <laughs> they have these progressive ones where you start out in a house and then you move in. You don't in. deserve your own bungalow. Why not? But you you have your own one bedroom in the in the facility. Oh, no, 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 no. You're a short walk from the cafeteria. No, 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 no. They have no. peanut butter, buddy. They have hot dogs. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be fine there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need my own space. Why now? Why is that? I'm a cancer. I need to have my own, you know, like my own <laughs> my shell. You know what I mean? Oh, you're a cancer, all right. <laughs> no doubt about it. 
Ah, see, this is your fault. I made the segment too long. Oh, well, my fault. God damn it. All right, I got to move on. Moving on. I wasn't the one. Anyway. Fifth, you were the one. I didn't want the one who asked what, what it would take for get me to move into a I'm retirement. I'm concerned about your, your, your personal health and well-being. I'm a healthy young man with a, with a well, great resting heart rate. Your heart is okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. No, it's the it's the colon cancer is going to get you. <laughs> did he check your colon? I think not. He, oh, she sure did. Very, she very. She sure did. He sure did. Very thorough. Okay. Very thorough. <laughs> she sure did. They have, he Doctor Pete has a special uh, feminine uh, anus inspector. <laughs> <laughs> if only. I mean, it's not not a terrible idea, actually. <laughs> I've heard worse. I've heard worse. <laughs> Here goes some general 54-ery. Oh, you know I love this. This is your favorite segment of the segment, I think. I think so, too. Um, 54 is the number of milligrams of caffeine in 12 ounces of Mountain 12 ounces. 12 ounces of Mountain Dew. Wow. 12 ounces of Mountain Dew. Do you like the Mountain Dew, Zumbo? No, I never, never got into it. Me either. I think I had one once. Yeah, I think it's gross. Yeah. No, if you had it, you'd know. <laughs> Fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think I did have one once. It was like never again with this. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like all sh- syrupy and sugary and ugh. I've said it before. I, I Soda in general, I just like I didn't. It's not something I ever had to overcome and I'm thankful for it because yeah. it's it's a poison. It is. But I never liked it. It always made me feel like garbage. Well, yeah, that's what it does to you. Like, how does anybody drink this stuff, though? I mean, I work with dudes that drink Diet Coke like by the gallon per yeah, I don't, day. I don't get that. I don't either. It's an addiction, right? That's it's it has to be. be that. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking get off the soda, people. It's killing you. If it can take the rust off your car, <laughs> don't drink it. <laughs> it's just like a pretty simple, pretty sound, simple equation. Sound advice, yeah. Right? Um, just for reference, that is versus the one hundred and forty uh milligrams. Of 12 ounces of coffee. So it's like, oh. it's essentially like half the amount of milligrams. Oh, plus. fascinating. So coffee is really jacked up with the caffeine then. Well, I mean, that's, that its reputation precedes it in this way. Sure. It? I mean, that's the only <laughs> thing it is good for is as a caffeine delivery system. I disagree wholeheartedly. All right. It's a, it's a pretty great diuretic. And, it, 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 you know, in, if, you, if, you're, if you go easy, it's good for you. I guess. Gets things going. That's true. It can do that. Yeah. Um, 54 is the international direct call phone calls to Argentina. Oh, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Now, have cool. you been to Argentina? I have. I've been I to thought so. Buenos, I thought I remembered this. Yeah, See, si, Buenos Aires. You have been to Argentina. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. I had yeah. a great time there. I did a tango uh-huh. with uh, some woman in a tango club or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's a fun place wait what yeah you go in it's it's a, it's a gag you know what i mean like there's a tango there are these different um tango restaurants or whatever and they'll have while you're eating they have people professional dancers doing tango there and other places they'll have like in the street you'll see people doing tango and that because it's the national dance of argentina or whatever so you can go in these restaurants and for you know a buck or whatever you can get your picture taken with the tango girl you know like doing a tango so I did. Well, that's fun. Yeah, I did that as a tourist thing. It was really fun. So you, this is really just prostitution to just call it all this other stuff. <laughs> well, it does take two to tango. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you won't believe the wonders I seen when I went to Argentina. Oh, what's that from? That's just me right now. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, hey, thanks, buddy. Cena and Tina. 
I like it. That's right. I got right in there. <laughs> 54 is a 1998 film about Studio 54 starring Ryan Phillippe, Mike Myers, and Salma Hayek. Right. Did not see it. No, me neither. No. Don't, don't care for the subject matter. Don't care for the cast. Yeah, not interested. That's a swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> 54 is a novel by the Wu Ming Collective of Authors. Oh, this sounds interesting. Wu Ming <laughs> Collection of Authors. <laughs> Chinese for anonymous. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're the, you know, the Wu Ming is like the Shakespeare. I like it. Nobody this. gets credit. And nobody gets the blame if it stinks. Yeah, just throw it in there. Yeah, that's fun. What'd you bring to the Wu Ming Collective? That's <laughs> <laughs> just a short story I've been working on. Nothing, I, you know, I don't need any, I need a fanfare, so I brought it here. That's good. It's a good way to hide, like, who the authors were. Like, if you were writing something really <laughs> stupid, you know. Uh, Bill describes anonymity. <laughs> if you're writing something really stupid, like a some sequential thing that has different, you know, uh, yeah, we really should have little bits at a time. You can Wu Minging the. <laughs> you can hide behind some sort of facade, like uh, <laughs> like just say it's Wu Ming or whatever. It's a great way to keep keep yeah. yourself hidden so you don't we, take the blame. We should have considered Wu Minging for uh, the 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 scripts in this very podcast. For Grace, you mean? Yeah, that's right. We could have called Grace Wu Ming. Well, yeah, I mean, now Grace is saddled with the, all of the negative thoughts about what she is creating. Yeah, but That's she, not fair to Grace. I guess not, yeah. Yeah, see? But she gets the praise, too. Remember when Grace used to chime in? <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> I really, I felt like we might hear from Grace right there. No, we no. Didn't. Do you understand? Thank you, no. She doesn't want to talk. That's it. I mean, she's very clear about this. She's just here to work and just putting her head down and that's doing right. what she gotta she's do. got to do. She's trying to be anonymous about this. 54 is in the title of the 1960s television show. Bill, I'll let you take this one. Car 54, where are you? Nice. Very nice. Uh, I can't say I've seen a single episode. I, many years ago, it was on in reruns, and I watched it. And it's, Did you? Yeah. It's, it's both fun and terrible all at the same time, as you yeah, would expect. Yeah, I, I you figured. Know? 60s TV show. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah, yeah, really yeah. silly, you know, but uh, it is fun. Fred Gwynn is fun. And, and Al Lewis, also from The Monsters, who was Grandpa. Whoa, they double dipped? Yeah, Al Lewis plays a character on there, too. So it's, That's uh, crazy. Yeah, so it's fun. Well, that is fun. I've, yeah, I've never seen it, but I do know the song. <laughs> and that's why I wanted you to do it. <laughs> Number of cards in a deck of playing cards if the jokers are included. Ugh, true. Right? What? That's you seemed exasperated by that. Are you okay? Well, I mean, we, no one goes around saying fifty-four pickup. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> and no, good and good for those people. Right, fifty-two. Where's those, fifty-two? Fifty-two pickups are assholes. <laughs> every last one of them. Even <laughs> if you did it with yourself, like a sad sack. <laughs> but a deck of cards is fifty-two, just, not fifty-four. Just, no one thinks well, of a deck of cards as fifty-four. No, that's true. That's true. But but the jokers do come in the pack. Like it's a it's a weird bit of uh, chemistry that we all decided that there's 52 cards in a deck. Yeah, that is weird. Jokers wild, baby. <laughs> Let's get those jokers in there. They're wild. <laughs> joker, joker and a triple. <laughs> oh, right, from that TV show. Yeah, remember that? Jokers I wild. I do. 
I do. I like. I I kind of love Joker's Wild. Actually. They brought that back, didn't they? It's on like primetime TV now, hosted by like Snoop. Alec Dog. Baldwin. No, Snoop Dogg or somebody. I think it's. Snoop oh, Snoop. Dogg. No, Snoop isn't doing that, is he? Joker, Joker, rally triple. You know what I mean? And he lights that up. That doesn't a, sound like Snoop. I don't know how to do Snoop. And then he lights up a big, you know. Joker, Joker, round a triple. <laughs> That's how Snoop would do That's it. That's it. That's good. And then he yeah. lights up a big giant, like, uh, you know, big giant joint. <laughs> he smokes it on TV. This Snoop is more than just a pot smoker. <laughs> Fucking urban poet of the highest level. And host Give of the, a game show, apparently. And host of current <laughs> game shows. <laughs> he's a renaissance man mr snoop dog ladies and gentlemen tell these boys what they want <laughs> yo tell them what they want dog <laughs> right that's how it's got to be how he does it right that's hilarious i'm sorry your ass is going home <laughs> wait a second can since he's such a renaissance man can we cast snoop dog oh my god who would they play Snoop Dogg, baby. <laughs> the Snoop Dio Double G. <laughs> I love it. Now, uh, I, I imagine he's been in other movies before, probably as himself. But yeah, I could he, see him I've, playing I've, a character. I've definitely seen him in stuff. Um, and sure, I mean, we would just, we, we would, yeah, but like, you know, when, when you got a Snoop, you kind of let him do his thing, right? That's right. Yeah, you can't keep Snoop in a box, right? I mean, you got to just <laughs> let, let Snoop be Snoop. Yeah, you, you don't want to leash up the dog <laughs> you want to let the dogs run free baby that's right right yeah, totally yeah um so what do we do with him yo yo you see this watch <laughs> you see this motherfucking watch <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> i ain't playing with you dog <laughs> i mean you know that's what i want to do with him. <laughs> i know it is i know it is but you know also my wife Filled in a motherfucking form, and I have been motherfucking plagued. Yeah, that's a good one. I was thinking of that that's one too. You yeah. were? I was. Put Snoop in a, in a turtleneck. <laughs> he doesn't have to. He, does he have to wear the turtleneck? I mean, could we do some different costuming for Snoop? I'm sorry, no. The turtleneck comes with the character. <laughs> I feel like it might be restricting to him. You know, in like, fact, if we could just cast a turtleneck, <laughs> <laughs> that would be great for me. <laughs> It seems like putting a collar on the Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? Putting him in that turtleneck. Nah, he's just keeping his neck warm so he can bark more. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Do you, I mean, if you, ha- if you have somewhere else, I mean, obviously you probably want to cast him as Levine. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm grasping at straws, actually. <laughs> I was thinking maybe Balin. I'd be a good Balin, but probably like less... Less intimidating? Intimidating, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yo, man, get in the goddamn room. But it'd be a good corral for him. Him and Forrest Whitaker be kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he could mellow out Clint Eastwood a little bit. Man, who the fuck is Boar Gullet? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man, you talking crazy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, I'm, I have no strong feeling on any of these three. Uh, they're three, all three good options. So I'm, I'll defer to you on this one. This watch costs more than your motherfucking car, dog. Phew. <laughs> Could Hell he, yeah. Would he put in lots of izzles in there too? Like, you know, <laughs> A to the bizzle to the sizzle. <laughs> Always be clizzle, motherfucker. I mean, t- if you could get to the sizzle, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I think that nails it for me. If he's working acronyms <laughs> A- with the izzles. A, I, dizzle, A. <laughs> oh, shizzle. <laughs> Oh, shizzle my nizzle. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We did it. All right, good. I love, I love, I, that game has never gotten old. Not one second. <laughs> thank you for the, thank you for, for, for having that. Oh, it's my pleasure. Choosing that, for bringing us there. Yeah, 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 of course. <clears throat> 54 is the number of countries in Africa. Oh, how about that? And Bill will name them now. No. Oh. <laughs> I could name. Well, Egypt, no. <laughs> I could name maybe a handful, but not many. It's very, very Jack Lemon of you. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Very Lack Gemin of you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, 54 is apparently, I don't really understand this entry, but we're going to plow through it. The incorrect answer to the ultimate question of life in the universe of everything. That's um, Isn't that a Douglas Hitchhiker's Adams? Guide yeah. uh, so- reference? Douglas Adams? Yeah, sounds like a Douglas Adams thing, right? So the real answer was 47, right? And then the wrong right. answer 54. And so yeah. somebody answered wrong 54. Okay, that's that makes sense. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, that rounds out the the 54 re Nice. And we're moving into sports. Sports ball. Sports, 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 <laughs> sports. Um. The New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup in 1994, 54 years after their previous cup win. Oh, all right. It's the longest drought in that trophy's history. Okay. Interesting. The Rangers. (laughs) Uh, For years, car number 54 was driven by NASCAR's Lenny Pond. (laughs) Lenny. Lenny Pond. (laughs) That's crazy. What a crazy name. That is a crazy name. Or Penny Lond. Leonard Pond. <laughs> Leonard Lenny Pond. More recently, it is known as the Nash Nationwide Series car number for Kyle Busch. Huh. All right. Kyle Busch, very famous, right? I've heard that name before. Yeah, I've heard that name. I don't know nothing about no Lenny Pond. No, I don't either. But Kyle Busch, I'm all over. Yeah. As is often said, I am all over the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Globular clusters notwithstanding. <laughs> a score of 54 in golf, a gulp that I'm even <laughs> remotely referencing golf, is colloquially collo- is colloquially referred to as the perfect round. Really? Yeah. This huh. score has never been achieved in actual competition. It's three times 18, right? So that would be 18 holes. You get a three on every hole. 54... Is a perfect round. I mean, fifty. I mean, look, people hit it into the sixties and seventies and call it a great, a great round. Yeah. So, fifty-four does seem ridiculous. Yeah, it's an average of three throughout the whole course. And that's so that would be. Well, I mean, you have some par fours. You have right, some, some par, par twos, threes. Some par twos. Whatever. Are there par twos? Some par cheesy. You know. <laughs> so it's. Are there are there really par twos though? In golf, golf. I've never played golf, golf. I've only played miniature golf. Uh, but I was. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think an actual golf course has par twos. I think there are. 
That would be insane. I mean, I guess it's a super easy hole, right? Yeah, it would be a short hole, I guess, with uh, not, okay. nothing really well, big deal. I don't know nothing about it except that it's a good walk ruined. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and finally, 54 is the fewest amount of points in an NBA playoff game. That was uh, Chicago and Utah in 1998. Wow. Which we're all very familiar with right now. Yeah, because of The Last Dance. Did you watch The Last Dance finally? I have seen The Last Dance since our last recording. And? Oh, oh God, did I love it. It's really good, right? I have some thoughts. You want to hear them? Yes, I do. MJ reaction videos are everything to me right now. <laughs> like, I found a YouTube cut of just all the times he reacted to when the director handed him an iPad or whatever. Uh-huh. Every single one of them just brings me the most joy <laughs> anything has ever brought me. <laughs> I, I want all my information first filtered through an MJ reaction video. I like <laughs> if you have something to tell me, show it to Mike. Let me see how he reacts, and then I'll take it. <laughs> and he's a lot like you because he's always got like a glass of something on right <laughs> next to him or in his hand. You know what I mean? He's always ready, always ready with a drink. Yeah, there I, you go. Uh, I heard the director talking about that um, phantom mug of, of whiskey or scotch or whatever it was that, um, ca- the, you know, it, it was really a problem with continuity for him. <laughs> right, right, right. Because go Mike up and down and o- stuff. Often, like, answer three hours later, like, something like, oh, here's another thing about that Kerr deal. And then the glass would be much lower <laughs> than it was when they first started talking about the Kerr deal. <laughs> right, right. And so it was a real problem for him. I, I actually, I heard him on a podcast and he, he talked... He was he was really great. He's a really great guy, and and I think this he did he did wonders with this documentary. Oh, the scale is unbelievable. I mean, when you think it is, it's right? just about that one season, and yet the, all the stuff that he incorporates into it is pretty amazing. Yeah, and the first two episodes, I was like, it's too much jumping back and forth, and then by episode five, I was just loving it. Yeah, so it's a lot of I, jumping around. I just had to st- stay in there, and it was, but it was really great. It was really great. Um, some other thoughts are um, my man Pip needs an amphetamine and he needs it soon. <laughs> Dude is about to fall asleep at all times. <laughs> and it was crazy to me not to not to diverge too far, but it's crazy to me that he was like they when they talked about the walk off game or the game that he refused to go back in. Yes. Where Coach actually wins the game. Right. Which is why Pip never really had to answer for not going back in. Um, he was like. Yeah, that, you know that was a mistake, and um, I regret it. But I would definitely do it all over again. Yeah, that was weird. Like what? <laughs> yeah, why would you do that all over again? Why would you see how terrible a thing that was? Now that's what you just admitted to. Maybe because they won. You know, like maybe that's the thing. It's like you know, Coo Coach bailed oh, them yeah. out, and so it's yeah, like you know? okay, that, that kind of worked out for me anyway. You know. And it's funny that he hated Coo Coach so much, and and. And Tony is the one that literally bailed him out of a career-ending mistake. Right, right. Well, I just think he just felt threatened by him. You know, like he felt like that. For sure, for sure. The, but, you know, Kraus wasn't, you know, wasn't going to keep the team together. And they hated Jerry Kraus, and Jerry Kraus loved Tony Kukoc. Right, right. And for good reason. Tony Kukoc is a great basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Pippin, Pippin was <laughs> such a jerk to Jerry Kraus. I mean, Jerry Kraus is a jerk, too. No doubt about it, but... I, I was surprised at some of the behavior that I'd forgotten that Pippen had, or didn't even know that Pippen had done back in the day. And I was like, ouch, Scotty, what's up, man? Yeah, Pip was a little all over the place back then. Yeah, he really was. But he's clearly on some sedative now to, to correct <laughs> that shit. 
<laughs> and um and quite a manicure. I mean, he his, that dude's nails are on fucking point. <laughs> Uh, a few other notes. Horace Grant looks really happy, and I'm happy for that. Yep, yep. He was just smiley and chubby and like, <laughs> yeah, I might have said something about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that about him. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Thomas can still fuck right off. Yes, for sure. That is a continuing evergreen statement. As I've said before, there's no business Isaiah Thomas can't bankrupt. <laughs> right? You put him in charge of something, the next day it's done. C- you know what I mean? Certainly no squad or yeah. or association. Or, or league or any yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. anything. Yeah. I, how his personal finances are still okay is beyond me. Are they? We don't even know. I guess we don't know. But he always looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, MJ called basketball Jesus a bitch. <laughs> And it upset me. Like, you, I had to pause the thing and walk away. I was like, you did not just call basketball Jesus a bitch. But he did. He did. Do you, did you see that scene? Uh, I, I don't remember that specifically. So, so Him and Larry meet after the Bulls win the game seven against uh, the, the Pacers. Okay. And, and Bird was coaching. So they met. And, and, and like, apparently MJ had lots of little meeting areas off of locker rooms and little private rooms that were his own. And uh, so there was one where he and Bird meet after the game. And Bird walks up to him and says, congratulations. And MJ says, <laughs> you bitch, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and they hug. And it's all in good fun. But. Oh my it does God. occur to you that, you know, Bird knocked Jordan out of the playoffs thrice. Right, right. And so obviously there's still some <laughs> some bad blood there <laughs> about it. Wow. My big takeaway was all about how terrible a, a teammate and sportsman Michael Jordan is. Like that was my well, big now takeaway. Wait a minute. Like he, he 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 his what he wanted went above and beyond what anybody else wanted or or could do or what I mean it's amazing that he was able to kind of elevate other people to play better, maybe, or whatever. But what he did to get them there was just despicable. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I didn't, I, I had heard that. I had heard that compounded uh, over and over again leading up to before I'd seen the documentary. And after I'd seen it, I was like, yeah, he was not a nice guy. But I think Will Perdue said it best. He was like, when you take into consideration what he was trying to do and, and why he was driven to do it, it kind of puts it in a little bit of perspective. I don't know. It's, I, it's I a, much, I'd much prefer somebody to do it kindly, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course. But I, I also don't, I don't know that MJ gets to where he got being a nice guy. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. And, th- and that's for all successful people, not all, but for many, many successful people, that's how they become successful, right? They don't, they right. don't mind stepping on somebody else to get where they need to go. For sure. Um, but it's a very like ends justifies the means sort of a... Uh, thing that will Purdue was was talking about and i was like eh, i don't know I mean, yeah i mean it, yeah it's a debate I, I i personally was not as shocked as everyone else had at how how he went about motivating teammates right. but um but yeah not not the nicest guy uh, and definitely put his his sort of ambition over and above everything right yeah yeah which is never a good. Well, and now he's obviously got some kind of liver issue or jaundice. Like so, <laughs> that, that's what you get. Like, what's up with his eyes? I'm worried about Mike. I'm worried. So yellow. I, I like I like MJ more now than I ever have. <laughs> but and now I'm just worried about him. Yeah, I thought he had to go to the bathroom maybe throughout the whole thing. <laughs> they just they just were not giving him bathroom breaks. I don't know what it's, was going on there. 
It's crazy. It is he, crazy. He's definitely got a problem. Yeah, those eyes are the yellowest I've ever seen. It's a liver issue or jaundice or something. When they, I did see a, a back, a behind the scenes shot of of him putting drops in his eyes, but he was using French's mustard. So I don't know if that has anything <laughs> to do with it. But um, you know, that is at Bill Weingarten. <laughs> he was using those turmeric <laughs> eye drops, <Yeah. laughs> just yellowing up everything. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Caution tape for your eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. I'm going to watch it again. I really did love it. I love the music. All that music was really bringing me back. A lot of Beastie Boys, a lot of Tribe Called Quest. Good stuff. Like, just of the era stuff I really liked. I liked the doc. I liked the guy who made it. I liked the subject matter. Yeah, there was lots of stuff I forgot that that it reminded me of. That I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, it's kind of like a trip down memory lane in a way. Totally. And I love getting glimpses of like Bill Weddington and John Stockton. Like I just love it. I loved it. And Joe Klein was in it briefly, and he's just like <laughs> he just looked Twine, am- Joe Klein. He just looked amazing. I was just like, was oh that, my god. There's that the great little scene where if you love Joe Klein, you noticed it, and if you didn't, you didn't. There's that woman. It's where they were playing away somewhere, and this woman was just being relentless. <laughs> Right behind Joe Klein on the bench in civvies, and he just kept turning around and giving her the the death eye. <laughs> and I was like, Joe Klein is going to strangle you, lady. <laughs> it's it's great. It's a great documentary. I I loved it. Oh, I loved good. everything about I'm it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really. I good. want more episodes. I want stuff that takes us into the wizards. I want all that. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll do uh, another one sometime. I want more. Yeah, I want more. If you're listening, I want more. Okay. All right. Back back into the segment. Yes. That 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 doesn't count. That doesn't count against <laughs> my minutes. <laughs> um, MJ War twenty three. Eighty one players have worn the number fifty four in my beloved association. Oh, buddy. that's a d- decent number. It is a d- decent number. <laughs> <laughs> Ken- Kenny Benson, pins- piston great, early eighties. Okay. Kwame Coffee Brown. Oh. Journeyman Center, War 54. Speaking of Michael Jordan, who drafted Kwame Brown first overall. <laughs> Not a great executive. No. MJ. Nope. And let me just let me just go back to the bitch, uh, the only man to win an MVP in the league, coach of the year, and fucking uh, 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 front office guy of the year. That's Larry Joe Bird. Okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no one will ever do that again, buddy. No, you're probably right. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay, like it, like it's not. That's not impressive to you. Super impressive. No. It's it's not. It is impressive. Super impressive. Okay. All right. You sounded less than impressed. <clears throat> Greg Dryling. Whoa, I don't remember Greg career, Dryling. <laughs> career two and two man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> two points, two rebounds for his career. Wow. Okay. War number fifty-four. You go, Greg. <laughs> You go, Dryling. <laughs> uh, Horace the General Grant, the aforementioned War 54. Famously, maybe the most famous 54-er, if you ask me. Yeah, he's the first one that pops into my mind. Right? Yeah. Horace the General. And boy, I again, I'm just going to say, he looks so good in the documentary. He looks so happy. He does, yeah. I imagine he's coaching at a small college somewhere, and I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for Horace. Yeah. I worry about Harvey. <laughs> I haven't what, seen much of Harvey these days. We, where, what has happened to twin twin brother Harvey Grant? I don't know. Well, their and kids he, are their it, kids are all in the NBA and all that kind of stuff, so it must be pretty exciting for them to is have. Is he also fat and happy though? That's my <laughs> concern. Because Horace looks fat and happy, and I love him for it. Uh, Ronald Popeye Jones wore fifty four. Oh, we've had Popeye on here before. 
Why did I get off of my magazine? I gotta get to LA. I gotta get this rebound here. <laughs> 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 I think Popeye should really come visit the, the set someday and get him in a scene. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's get let's get Popeye in a scene. <laughs> we got Lucius Luke Jackson, played from sixty five to seventy two. He wore fifty four. Okay. I like a guy named Lucius. He's always gonna make my list. Uh, Whatever list it is, if you're named Lucius, you're on it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Brad the vanilla gorilla low house. <laughs> <laughs> Journeyman Celtic great. Yeah, he was something. He was something. He I was. mean, he really, he got a raw deal in the NBA, yeah. but played for the Celtics, obviously. That's when I fell in love with him. Then went on to play for the Kings, Wolves, Bucks, Heat, Knicks, and Spurs. Now, didn't you once have a, a Twitter account that had uh, a reference oh, I still to... Do, oh, you still do. I'm not, not one to plug Twitter accounts, well, but my NBA Twitter account is Rad Lowhouse. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Look it up. It's <laughs> full of goodness. <laughs> You're going to love this guy. And my gut tells me you love this guy. We've never talked about it. We've never... But I imagine he's one of your guys. Okay. And if I'm wrong, I want you to tell me. Okay. Jason Maxiel. Oh, yeah. I like Jason Maxiel. Sure. You did, right? Yeah. 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 He seems like your kind of guy. Yeah. Energy guy. Energy guy. Piston great. Yeah. Played for some great piston squads. Yeah. Yeah. He was fun. Kind of kind of bridged the gap out of the Isaiah Dumars era and into the that other era. Yeah. <laughs> the dark <laughs> times. Old Patrick Patterson. You remember Patty Patrick Harrison? Pat Patterson, excuse me? Yeah, Patrick he's still Patterson? playing, right? For the uh still? Oh, he's not playing anymore. I don't think he is. This is not the guy who was with the Raptors recently. No, that's the same Patrick Patterson. Oh yeah, okay. But I think now he is out of the league. Oh, I thought he moved I thought they the Raptors had traded him to like Oklahoma City or something. And he was still bouncing oh, you, around. You know, somewhere. you might be right. Maybe he's riding a pine somewhere. Yeah. I just don't know. I think he is still playing somewhere. Speaking of riding the pine, Mike Poplowski and Tom Piatrowski. <laughs> <laughs> Bo- both wore number 54. The goulash twins. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Poplowski and Piatrowski. <laughs> it's like um, Polish guys wear 54. Sorry. It's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> if your name ends in SKI, here's your 54. Live with it. That's crazy. That's hilarious. Another Celtic great journeyman, Mr. Easy Eddie Pinkney. Oh, yes, from Villanova. <laughs> That's right, Nova. That's right. A Nova alum. Yeah. Yeah, I loved him here and I loved him on the Celtics. And uh, boy, what a bum. <laughs> What a bum he turned out to be. Yeah, nothing came easy to Easy Ed in the NBA. <laughs> or I think, yeah, or uh, another way to say it is he took it a little too easy. <laughs> I mean, easy works in college when you're 6'10", 240. Yeah. Easy don't work in the league. <laughs> you got to become hard Eddie Pinkney. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? Um, another, another guy I'm sure you've loved and will continue to love long into your, into your, uh, 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 line. (laughs) Glory years. Long into your retirement community living. (laughs) 
One Mr. Rodney Rogers. You know I love Rodney Rogers. Another Celtic great and journeyman. A lot of these guys were 54. It's weird. Yeah, Rodney Rogers went on my, was one on one of my favorite teams of all time. That uh, that Sixers team? No, he was on a um, the Nuggets team that swept yeah. with Matombo. Yeah, he did. And uh, Reggie Williams and um, Robert Pack Robert was Pack, also on that team. That's right, yeah, and, and Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Abdul Raouf, you know all those guys. That, that was one yeah. of my. That team was ridiculous when they swept the Lakers in the first round. That was awesome. Loved it. Yeah, loved that. Um, also delighted fans with the Clippers, the Suns, and the Nets. Yeah, I, you, that did Rodney Rogers. You know when you and I play two K together, I often have Rodney Rogers on my squad. You know that. Yes, you know yes. that. I do. I do. I do know. I know it. I know it all too well. <laughs> I, I, it hurts that he's he dominates me I know you're, often. You're always surprised at how good he is. You're like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> we can't real Rodney Rogers can't do that. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly my thought every time. I mean Rodney Rogers, fifteen to eighteen foot, yes, rebounder, yes, decent defender, but the way you use him <laughs> it's insane. See, I it's don't think insane. you're I just don't think you're remembering him properly and all of No, his... I think he, I think he's he's his inflated they've inflated his skill set. <laughs> I think I think Rodney Rogers' cousin uh, works for 2K and uh, just bumps those numbers up every chance he gets when no one's looking. No, Rodney is awesome. Okay, I mean I love Rodney Rogers. I'm just saying he's he, he's like he's like fucking Jordan in those games. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like Fat Jordan because he's fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's what makes him so fun. And luckily now, Jordan is Fat Jordan. <laughs> so we have no shortage of Fat Jordans around. It's fantastic. <laughs> you could go right to the source. You could go to Rodney Rogers. It's up to you. <laughs> Take your pick. Take your pick. Charles Smith wore 54 for the Knicks and Clips. Oh, yeah. Charles Smith selected Remember number Chucky one Smith? overall by overall, the 76ers. Yeah. The worst first round pick maybe ever. Maybe. And then traded away to the Knickerbockers. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, who knows? Who knows what the worst first first pick ever is? But he's right up there. Yeah, that was a, that was one, I think, where they had the deal worked out before the draft. And it was just like one of those things, you know. What's the fella's name that Sixers drafted first who can't shoot a jump shot anymore? <laughs> yeah, Markel <laughs> Fultz. <laughs> Fultz. Yeah. yeah. He's also in the running. He is definitely in the running. Smith and Fultz. <laughs> um, speaking of fat Jordans, we have a fella named Roland Morris Fatty Taylor. Hey, now. Fatty Taylor. <laughs> I love Fatty. A career 8-3-4 and four guy. All right. Played back in the day for the Virginia Squires. Well, there you go. And, and weighed in at a whopping 295 pounds. Oh, he was a big boy. He was. I like that. There's a couple of those. I mean, this is a 54 is like, it's good for fat guys. <laughs> I don't know why, but we're going to round this out. <laughs> um, a, a, a fellow by the name of Melvin Turpin. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just love that name. He played for the Cavs in the 80s, War 54. Okay. Um, Greg Steamsma, the steam cleaner, as I like to call him, <laughs> Celtic great for one season, I War do. 54. I remember him. Yeah. You loved, do you remember Greg Steamsma? You loved the steamer. You would always get so excited I, when he came in the game. I thought the steamer was going to stick. I really did. <laughs> I'm like, steamer's going to be here forever. <laughs> One season and done. I was heartbroken. It's surprising. Devastated. He was pretty Crest, good. Crestfallen. He was very good. Yeah. He's, he's still playing. Oh, good. He, no longer wearing 54, though. Oh, so Bummer. We got no time for him. <laughs> 
And finally, speaking of the f- the fattest of the fat Jordans, <laughs> the biggest of the big Jordans, <laughs> Robert Tractor Trailer. Oh, I'd forgotten about old R.I.P. I'd forgotten about old Tractor Trailer. Yeah, old Robert Tractor Trailer. We lost him, buddy. We lost oh, him too soon. That. Oh, that's a yeah. shame. Had an astounding three-year NBA career where every season he became fatter and fatter. <laughs> and when they said no thank you, he went on to play in uh, in Central America for several seasons. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, right? He was so fat. One of the greatest things I ever seen uh, when I saw some basketball in Argentina. <laughs> Robert Tractor Trailer. <laughs> <laughs> he was the largest man to ever play in the NBA, probably. He was right? he was fat, yeah, for sure. I mean Shaq was right up there at the end of the career there. Yes, yes, definitely. Um But uh but Robert Trailer. He was big. Who uh, he was just like a tree. Like he was so he was just everything about him was wide. You know what I mean? There wasn't like a narrow part on his whole body. Yeah, he was wide even in profile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just Thick all the way around, you know. There was nothing. Yeah, he had the thickness. Yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah, so he had the thickness <laughs> and no quickness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love tractor trailer. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good. That's a good one to go out on. Uh, we're wrapping up the segment there, buddy. Cool. Well, that was great. Thank you. Th- and thank you for your patience. And I'd like you to thank the suits for their patience when you see them. I will. I really appreciate it. Good. All right. I'm doing my best. I. I hey, man. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks, doing buddy. a great job. Do <laughs> you want to do like uh, like a PDB? I'd love to. Pasty doughy guy. Pasty and a doughy. And a guy. That's <laughs> that's the <a> trifecta. <laughs> uh, so. When last we left our heroes, uh, they they were... Um, You're such a hero. You're so rich. <laughs> That's right. Well, last week we did we had Ricky, right, with the, uh, the sweat hogs. And the That's week right. before that, we had the guy, the fellas, the salesmen were at the office. And uh, Blake had told them to go across the street. He told them about this thing called the lead whacker, this machine that was going to... Right. They're gonna they were gonna have a competition against the machine to sell and if they don't sell more than lead whacker, they're gonna lose their jobs. It's medieval. It is. Yeah. And so they, they, they were dismissed and told to go across the street and when they came back there would be um a demo of the lead whacker. That's right. But uh, it looks like we're going to uh catch up with those guys tonight and see what the hell is going on. Well that's fantastic. Let's do it. Wait upon your certain Bunch of fucking nonsense. It is, yes. Hey, look, it's a, you know, it, it is what it is. Go up against a fucking machine for your fucking job, beat a machine, or you're fucking fired. It's I don't know. It's medieval. They had cold calling sales machines in the medieval times. George, would you fucking? It's just a question, Dave. Fuck this machine. Fuck this machine. 
Fuck this machine, what I say. Well, look, I mean, I may not be what I used to not be, Not you, but... you geriatric fuck. I'm talking about the Lead Whacker. The Lead Whacker 3000. What an innovation. Bunch of fucking nonsense what it is, George. Doesn't sit well with me either, Dave, but uh, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we should do. Here we go again. We should get the fuck out of Dodge. Out of Dodge? We, we just got back to Dodge. Yeah, I, I'm with George on this one. We don't really have much of a choice. That's the issue, isn't it? Uh, 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 Where'd you come from? The absence of choice. It can drive a man mad. He's right on the money there. Trust me on this one. Look, what the fuck is this shit? You like interrupting men while they're talking? Who are you? You're talking about... You're talking about what? I, I don't see how that's any of your business. Yeah, take a hike, pal. Yeah, make like a tree and... You know, there's the door. Okay. I can leave if you'd like. And I suppose I'll take this info on the lead whacker with me, shall I? Oh, do I have your attention? Just tell us what the fuck you know, Deep Throat. Who the fuck are you anyway, huh? I know worlds more than you, Mr. Moss. Well, that's all very cute, but you're running this proposition like a bunch of bullshit. Well, Dave, hey, let's hear the man out. Fuck you, Shelly, and fuck you too, Mr. Mystery Man. Fuck the lot of you. Hey, why fuck me, Dave? Because you listen. God damn it! I'm always listening when I shouldn't be, and not listening when I should be, and what's wrong with me? Uh, that aside, I have a proposition for you, gentlemen. What is it? Come on. What's the proposition? Out with it. I represent a man who has a keen interest in all lead-whacking technology, and specifically, the machine your bosses are ready to unleash on an unknowing land-buying population. Yeah? How keen an interest are we talking about? Yeah, what's the shot, fella? What are we talking about here? Yeah, I'm curious too, but I'm afraid I shouldn't be listening. Dave, shut the fuck up, George. Should you all fancy yet another criminal endeavor, albeit this time a successful one, and should you find a way to acquire the lead whacker or its schematics, I'm sure the man I represent would gladly make your fiscal lives much more comfortable than they have been while jockeying for position on a chalkboard simply to put food on the dinner table. Oh, I'm fucked on the board. And on the dinner table. I'm fucked no matter where you put me, frankly. Drugstore, recording studio, I'm fucked. George, will you just please... Are you fucking with us, pal? Don't fuck with us, fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna need some fucking uh, uh, assurances we do this, you know? Assurances come with trust, Mr. Boss. And from what I know, you have yet to earn anyone's trust, save your consortium of malcontents, the Como Inn. Okay, so uh, get the lead whacker and uh, we'll be well, yeah? Be rewarded. Handsomely. This, see, this, guys, I don't know, we should, we should really, I mean, we, should I even be listening? Dave, shut up, George. Gentlemen, I may never get the ambient rendolence from this mulberry silk, if I remain too much longer in this fine establishment. Bunch of fucking incense. We want that lead-whacking machine, and we are serious about that desire. Our typical seriousness translates usually to something beneficial to one who can acquire that which we desire. Good day, gentlemen. Should you wish to, you can reach me at this number any time, day or night, and I trust that we will be hearing from you. Goodbye. 
Well, fellas, looks like we got a fucking decision to make. Well, I mean, <laughs> I do still have a black turtleneck from my miming days. Who the fuck are you, shields and your smell? Unfair to a pair of American treasures, David. Fuck you. We need a plan. A proper procedure. A uh, strategy. The strategy? The strategy? What? <laughs> what? This is my favorite scene yet. <laughs> Tell me why. It's just great. Every every bit of it. Look, pick out any. Just run your finger over it. Throw a dart at it. It's genius. <laughs> Grace is on top of her fucking game right now. <laughs> All right. Well, give me some of the some of the best parts. Like, uh, pick out a couple a couple bits that you liked particularly. I mean, there, there's so much. So we just we should just go from the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's ironic, isn't it? <laughs> but you're at the well, top. Like, when it's so jam-packed with goodness oh, so dense. you kind of have to go through it all you know you don't want to miss anything it's it's so dense it really <laughs> is <laughs> well one thing i liked at the very top was please, the was, please. was the music you know I, I love when you go to a chinese restaurant and they have like american pop songs in the in the chinese version of them playing yes. in the restaurant i love yes. that and, and that's great. what we get here as we push into the china bowl restaurant and we hear these Chinese version of sounds of silence and the and the salesmen are kind of sitting there sort of uh, bummed out obviously because their jobs are once again under threat. Yeah, right. Go to go to battle with a robot. Right, exactly. And they're yeah. they're talking trying to figure it out and the sort of very thoughtful sad music is playing. I thought that was a nice touch. Definitely. I also think a standout standout moment for the guy playing Shelly here. <laughs> What was really that? fantastic! Oh, just the whole the whole thing. Just some very some very Shelley esque moments. Yeah, yeah. Well, every, you know, really, I mean, computer really generated nailed. actors are really better than you think. <laughs> <laughs> They're really the technology has gotten really good. You know, <laughs> getting better all the time. That's right. <laughs> all right, so they're sitting there, and uh, so that but the highlight is a uh, Shadow Man. The Shadow Man, yeah. The sh- the Mystery Man, yeah. Who is this guy? Who right? Who does he represent? Who's he work for? I don't know. What does he want? Yeah. Well, we know what that. happens if he doesn't get it. Yes. And why now? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm good asking questions. the mammoth three questions. That's right. All great questions. Yeah. Well, he wants the lead whacker. We know that for sure. Um, what happens if we don't get it? We don't know that. I mean, we don't know that be, yet. That's right. Like, if right, they right. sign up with this guy to steal the lead whacker, are they going to be in even more danger? So they must be thinking, right? Like, if we steal this, give it to this guy, then we don't have to go up against it for our jobs. Right. Exactly. That's a win-win for the salesman. That's kind of the loophole how they get out of this whole lead whacker thing. But they're not thinking about what it would mean if the lead whacker three thousand goes to somebody else. Right. Exactly. And they don't even know who it would be. Right. So it's kind of like stealing from Peter to pay Paul kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. But do you, is that what you do? Do you just climb the ladder? Do you use like next rung up is like, well, this lead whacker machine is a problem. Let's get rid of the problem. Right. Or or do you look all the way up to the top of the ladder? And like, is there a better way to get there? That's right. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're in a house on fire and at the same time there's a tiger uh, mauling you, you know what I mean? Like you got you to gotta deal with the tiger first before you start. <laughs> You know, putting out the fire or exiting the house. I don't know. I'm house. trying to get to that extinguisher. I'll tell you. That. 
No, you're absolutely right. The, the immediate issue is the is the most pressing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's like you know uh, you deal with the other thing down the road when it, right. when you have right. the chance. Yeah, and and the shadow guy thing uh, it reminds me of a couple of other things. One is uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, because mm-hmm, it's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, that guy uh, Slugworth comes to each of the little kids and he says right. he wants he wants them to steal the uh, everlasting gobstopper. If they can get an everlasting gobstopper during their tour of the Wonka factory, right. he will give them. You know, I don't know what he, I don't remember what it is he gives them, but they get they get riches beyond their desires or whatever it is. Whatever they want, I guess. I don't <laughs> whatever, know. yeah, whatever I don't that know. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of similar, and it, the shadow, his, the 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 guy playing the shadow man, kind of reminds me a little bit of Pete Postlewaite. He's a he's Postlewaite esque. Yeah, from uh, the Usual Suspects, Mr. For sure, Mr. and and a number of other things. Yeah, Mr. Kobayashi. That's right. <laughs> in, in the <laughs> always representative of the of the guy. That's what he, he seems to be doing here. He seems to be insinuating that he represents somebody. Right. He's n- it's not which him. Which is what he did in The Usual Suspect. Yeah, it's not him. He's an no. agent of someone else. No. Right, right. I'm merely a vessel. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's great. I love him. And the, the, had, the, To me, it took on much more of a, a serious tone. Oh. You say, you say Willy Wonka. I say fine. <laughs> I say... There's a there's a there's a Lumet level d- intrigue going on. Now here. you want to throw this Lumet thing in. I mean, a, <laughs> a, a scene, a good scene, is one in which <laughs> the entire audience is entertained, which is evidenced here. <laughs> Obviously, were you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this shadow man comes up to the guys and uh, and offers them. If they steal the lead whacker, he's uh, very sage, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He the seems shadow. very calm. You know, he's very just like businesslike. Matter of fact, he's not. Th- he's not mean to them, or you know, it's not like a Blake where it's like you fucking steal this thing or get no, the fuck out. Not here. mean yeah. at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, he, he enters saying that's the issue, isn't it? <laughs> Almost like he understands them. That's right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's, he sells them on this idea. I was just going to say the same thing. He's kind of a salesman here trying to sell them on the idea of stealing the lead whacker. Exactly right. Exactly right. Grace, you're fucking outdoing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they keep asking him, like, how much? Like, he says, we have a keen interest in the lead whacker. And you know, right. Moss is like, how oh, keen an interest are you talking about? What's the money? Right, you know, Dave shop stewarding this interaction he's like i'll talk to him (laughs) how much are we talking about (laughs) right exactly (laughs) and then we run into george is having a problem because he doesn't know whether he should actually be listening to this or not right and he's all confused he doesn't know what he should listen to because it's gotten him in trouble in the past that's right because he listened that's right and, uh, and he gets very upset at one point where he's, God damn it. I'm always <laughs> listening when I shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one for George. Yeah. You know, he also says at one point earlier, make like a tree and, you know, there's the door. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's really struggling. <laughs> he is struggling. Um, so that we know that the guys want the, the, the whoever did the shadow man guy and his associates, whoever they may be. Want the lead whacker. 
right or keen interest or it's schematics right he puts he adds that in there they'll build their own if they have to i guess that's is true. what i take from that yeah if they could get just you know the major pieces of it maybe just, or something exactly kind of right that's interesting that's this interesting. is arc arc reactor level shit here <laughs> <laughs> if i just knew how to build one <laughs> And uh, you know, so and Dave wants assurances that they're going that if they do this for him, that they're going to get something out of it. But he won't That's give it to of, him. Kind of a moss move, right? For sure. Yeah. But he's like, I, I, I don't know if I can trust you guys. So why should I give you any assurances if I don't know if I can't trust you to do what I'm asking you to do? Right. Let me know when you have what I want. And we'll talk. Right. Well, this whole thing is a very Dave Moss move, right? Like asking somebody to steal something for him. <laughs> True. True. So Moss is kind of getting mossed himself in this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it goes around, it comes around, buddy. <laughs> it runs in streets. That's just streets. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does run in streets. So, and, he, and the Shadow Man gives him his card. And he's like, "We, you know, reach us anytime, day or night. And we hope to hear from you soon. And then the fellas are trying to figure out what they're going to do. What's mm-hmm. the strategy? The strategy. Couple of couple of nuggets. Assurances come with trust, Mister Moss. Yeah, yeah. That's you know that's a, that's about the sale. That's making the sale right there. It's another option of another version of that. Right. You know, taking the confidence. Confidence. You got you. I have to trust you. Right. And then assurances will come. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's Save interesting. Your consortium of malcontents. <laughs> right. It's interesting that they that the Shadow Man doesn't make clear what they would get. I mean, I guess the one thing they would get is rid of the lead whacker, like you said. Right. So that would help them. But like if if but what else is is that it? That's all they get that you know, I mean they're putting their necks out for this guy. No, like, I think the implication is they'll get paid handsomely. Right. That's the implication. That yeah, it's implied, but like And I think right. But and I think when the shadow man presenting as he does you go like well he he does seem to have some juice <laughs> right right. <laughs> he's got this you know I, when he was walking away after he left i don't know if you heard the sound his shoes made but there was they're sounding like <laughs> they sounded very high end i mean those were like some armani shoes or something really yeah spoken like a guy who did the sound design or something i had nothing to do with it i know i know but it's i mean i'm saying you're that you seem that reverential about it well i have you know i have uh, i have these expensive you know headphones i'm listening to it through so it's uh no it's all it all sounded great to me yeah yeah it's interesting i loved it (laughs) (laughs) but you're right he does seem to be affluent he's wearing that mulberry silk which he refers to and which just soaks up the odors, and the longer he's in there, the you know what I mean? That's the real issue there. Well, you know how it's like when you have Chinese food in your car, you know, and you're driving home from the Chinese food place. And What's then your car smell like three days? <laughs> yeah, Chinese food. Chinese food. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, let me put no, it No, it's fine. It it's way. a pleasant odor, but like, you know, at 7.30 when you're getting in your car, you're like, ugh. <laughs> Plus, he's probably going to another meeting to, to strong arm somebody else, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like he doesn't want to go there and smell like Chinese food. You That's know? just his his appointment book is just strong arm, strong arm. <laughs> it just says strong arm and location. <laughs> and every once in a while, he gets to collect. You know what I mean? It'll be like a collection, like a pickup. Yeah, he's got like a little red sticker he puts on this. <laughs> right. <laughs> but most of strong his time. Arm, the rest. <laughs> right. Most of his time is clearly spent strong arming people. 
Yeah, I mean, you guys are good at what they're good at. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's right. I, I wish I could find work as a strong man. You'd be good. Strong arm man. Yeah, you'd be good, actually, now that you mention it. Thank you. I think I, I, if I ever had Flatter. to strong arm somebody, I think I might pick you. <laughs> I, w- I, wouldn't, I would hope that you would run and not walk <laughs> to enlist my help in whatever strong arming tactic you were about to employ. I mean, I might want to have auditions. You know what I mean? Just to, just now, to that's, that's hurtful. What? That's just hurtful. <laughs> that's like, it's like, it really is like looking MJ in the eye after the fifth championship and being like, yeah, but you're gonna have to. You're still gonna have to play for your spot. <laughs> like you're the greatest that ever did it. There's a track <laughs> record, long as my arm. I just strong arm. Strong arm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I feel like uh, I should be offer only in this area. <laughs> I shouldn't have to audition. I hear you. <laughs> well, I've never seen your work though. I've never seen you. Actually, strong you. I strong strong arm, arm you every <laughs> fucking episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. See, I just yeah, you I, just did it. You just did it to you, me. You said you don't even notice it. You don't even <laughs> notice it anymore. Well, that's how good you are at it. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it's MJ level. <laughs> if there were rings for it, I'd have a few of them. Yeah, like arm rings. I guess that would, I guess that would be a bracelet. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking, yeah, arm rings would be a bracelet. You're right about that. It's a good one. <laughs> it's good. All right, let's pick, I'll pick out a couple other little things I liked here. Please do. Yeah, I got, yeah please. I, I like when uh, George, uh, they're talking about the lead whacker, and, and Moss is getting mad. Fuck the machine. Fuck the machine. Fuck the machine. And George says, the lead whacker 3000. What an innovation. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, he, he lives in the moment. <laughs> you know? Well, he recognizes a good piece of work and he admires it, right? It's like, it is. It's a good, it's a, it's a phenomenal piece of technology. Right. That thing might put me out of a job, but God damn it. <laughs> but look at it. Look right. at it go. <laughs> I could never do that. That thing could sell. It should put me out of a job. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it deserves my job. Uh, let's see what else. It's true. Yeah, I got to tell you, I have experience with this. Tell me. Well, I w- I was work I I worked as a flyman for several years. Uh huh. Um, and I why don't you explain to the people what a flyman is in case a they don't flyman know. is the person who uh, flies scenery in and out is takes care of usually takes care of the rigging of the scenery and the flying of the, and the counterweighting of the scenery. Right, and one of the things you um, do, you're, so you're like off stage, you're like pulling this pulling the ropes that make the curtains go up and down. I and mean, all this that kind is of stuff. yes, this is what you've seen in the movies. Right, that all of it is it's completely incorrect. That's not anything you see in the movie is not accurate or safe. I do, I'll 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 say that to you. Um, but yeah, it's the sandbags falling back in the day. You're right, right. familiar with this image. Yep. That would be the flyman's responsibility. Right. So y- you work as a flyman. I worked as a flyman uh, 10 years or so. And uh, you, you hear uh, word of a new technology. And so we all take a trip to see it. And it's, this, it's a computer that actually has the rope run through winches that are highly programmable in terms of rate of speed and um weight and all of that stuff and it just streamlines the process <laughs> you know it's just like if if you can afford it this is clearly the way to go right there's no human error it's all you know and it was really impressive and i would walked out of that building that day going like well <laughs> i guess i gotta pivot <laughs> 
if this is what's on the horizon. Wow. Yeah. That's uh you you had this exact experience. That's incredible. It's pretty close, right? Yeah. So the only reason I wanted to share it just cuz it's it's very similar. It is. Did a guy come to you and ask if you would steal the uh if I the fly machine? The fly ma- <laughs> computer technology? No. <laughs> I would have done it though. It reminds me of like the lighting the lighting technology. So now you you program the lighting on a little computer and it and it all just sure. lights up by itself and it just so you don't have to have people pushing faders and stuff and pulling levers on a a giant mechanical True, board. No, no lever pulling anymore. Yeah. Similar to that. It's a lot like that, yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's all computer controlled. Like there are very few stagehands anymore, really. In I mean, a lot of it is. On the level that I work on, it's still all stagehandery because we can't afford the mechanization most of the time. Right, but right. Like it's, yeah, it's... It, the the all the bigger theaters, all the shows that you want to go see because you heard about them on Twitter or whatever, those are all being mechanized at an alarming rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hamilton is totally machine controlled. Is that right? I, I probably. Don't know. I mean, there is. A, I'm excited to watch it. I'm going to watch, gonna watch it. it. It's on Disney now. I'm yeah. going to check it out. Yeah. I'm like, I could use some shitty rap. <laughs> <laughs> let me check this show out finally. <laughs> well, let us know what you think of it. I've, I've, okay. I have okay. on, well on the record with my opinions of, of Hamilton, but I'm and curious. And yay to see is what, the word from you, right? Correct. I think it's really good. I, I didn't. The, the hype. The hype machine once again is going crazy now that it's on TV and people are watching it. Sure. Sure. Uh, I don't think it lives up to that level of. Uh, hype, but it, it's really good. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. What do you think Snoop Dogg thinks of Hamilton? I don't know. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder too. I wonder if he thinks it's some like white white bullshit, you know, version of hip hop, or whether he's like this is for real. I would imagine if there's not a microphone or a camera in his face, that's that's the hard line. Uh-huh. But he'd be like, "No, that's cool, yo. <laughs> Look at y'all. <laughs> I like that. I like that." He should have been in it, actually. That would have been sure. That would yeah. have brought it some legit cred right away. Yeah, let's put down the game show microphone and get on <laughs> stage and do a thing, Snoop. Come on. Yeah, seriously. He has to make his Broadway debut sometime. <clears throat> oh, it's coming. Yeah, I hope so. All right, you He's got an anything else? Guy. You got anything else on He's the a... scene here? Uh, no, I got nothing else on the scene. Buddy. Okay, it was great. Really good. Um, again, one of my favorite. Good. Very of all time. Very enjoyable. Um, uh, segments. You got any segments <laughs> you want to get into? You want to do a segment? Would you like to do a uh, segment? Segway master Bill Weingartner. <laughs> Quote, uh, segments. Ooh. Unquote. Quote, segments. That sounds like a, you know what? I know. When you go to the movies, you want to eat popcorn. You don't want to eat hummus. If somebody said it, and you just can't forget it, if you hear someone lecture, And chickpeas. There it is. It's just hummus and chickpeas. That's all. I think we each have a quote corner, right? Hummus and chickpeas. <laughs> uh, well, do we both? Maybe just one of us does. Maybe just you do. Really? No, let's yeah, do them both. S- and I'll save mine. Really? Let's, I think we can kick them both out, maybe. I'll, all right. I'll start with mine. Let's we'll start see with yours. We'll see how it goes. Okay, mine <clears throat> is a quote from uh, a lot of people on theater Twitter. And it goes like this, and I quote, <laughs> fuck Mamet, unquote. That's it, huh? Yeah. That, that's that, the beginning and the end. That's the tweet. 
That tweet was running rampant around theater Twitter uh, about a week ago, maybe two weeks, because uh, the roundabout had had announced that they their new dates for American Buffalo. Right, the, I saw this. Yes, the the production with um, Sam Rockwell and Lawrence Fishburne that had been right, canceled right. because of COVID, and they they decided they're going to try to open it again in 2021, almost a year to the day that it was supposed to open in 2020. Right. And um, theater Twitter was all upset because they, a lot of people thought this was going to be sort of for the whole world, a new awakening. And, and this was going to, you know, Black Lives Matter and the COVID thing and everything was going to change everything. And so when we got back to normal, quote unquote, we were going to be in this new world where we would have, you know, diverse voices being represented and, uh, we'd be seeing new, interesting new plays being produced and all that kind of stuff. Right. And instead, we're getting David Mamet. Uh, see, so they I'm were definitely. Mad. I, I'm not there yet. Yeah, I'm it, not at fuck you <laughs> <laughs> at all. Like I understand that all of this needs to change, but yeah, there are people who write great things and do great things, and I don't know that it should matter. That's at right. At some point. Yeah, I mean, there there are plenty of examples of artists who were shit people throughout right. the years who made great art. You know, Wagner yeah. was a fucking Nazi. But right. The people still do his operas, you know, and it doesn't yeah, mean the music the, wasn't good. And the people saying fuck you on Twitter would have no problem listening to Wagner. I guess. I don't know. They're I mean, just, they're prisoners of the moment. They're, they're, ev- any little gripe they have that is, that is sort of sustained in their their tiny little version of history, which is their lifetime, that's all they care about. Right, right. And David Mamet somehow offended them. And then there was some news about David Mamet. So it was an opportunity to say, fuck you, David Mamet. Right, right. I think the other thing they, they're missing is that, uh, I don't know about them, but I like having theaters to go watch plays in and stuff like that. And in order for these theaters to exist, they have to make money. And, right. you know, the, this is going to make them money. Like, as soon as it's open, people are going to rush to the theater and go see it because it's no got doubt. two big movie stars and a, the other kid is like a big TV star or whatever. And it's a great American play. Yeah, it's a classic yeah, more than anything. Exactly. And uh, it's going to, and Mamet always makes money on Broadway. Even the shitty, even China Doll made money. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's, it's not like they're reviving China Doll. At least the thing that they're doing is something good. That you can right. go see and actually enjoy. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's one of the best. Yeah, it's it's death of a salesman level good. It's it's a classic American drama, and it sh- it should be appreciated. It should be it should be there should be a, an eternal torch for American Buffalo. <laughs> it bespeaks a lot of truths that we all need to hear and reflect on. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and I, yeah, I, it's just, uh, it's too like, uh, offense culture for me to be like, fuck you just cause a theater wants to do that play. Right. The other thing is that, you know, these, these are people like the money doesn't appear, you know, people put up the money for these plays to happen. Yeah, and when you're hiring, sure. hiring two giant movie stars and a TV star, that takes a lot of money to yeah. do this. And so, um, you know, these people already lost a lot of money trying to put this together a year ago, and they're right. still bleeding money during all of this COVID stuff when they thought they'd be making money. That we are. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, I understand where they're coming from, it's, you know, on a, on a social level, but I also think they're kind of missing the point a little bit about we, we have to have 
theater in the first place. And if we're going to keep it yeah. alive, they they got to make some dough, you know? The, th- I mean, th- okay, but the- theaters have a lot of options to get butts in the seats. Like, they could do Oklahoma or they could do Guys and Dolls. Yep. And people would come see it. But I, the choice to do American Buffalo, which they had decided on for a reason already, right. they're probably just like, this still exists in our minds as a... As a sort of a, 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 a proclamation in a way, and um, let's let, let's just follow through on it. Let's right. see this through. It's a it's a great way for them to bookend the, this process, this you know this pandemic, and um, and I I applaud it. I really do. Well, they probably also you know I'm, I'm being Mr. Practical over here, but they probably also already have a set and props and act. You know, they have the actors, they have the sets, they have the props, they have the you know stagehands, they have everything in place already. Ju- they just need for the disease to go away so they can just do it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, for sure. It makes sense just to, since it was all, it's all done anyway, we might as well, like you said, follow through and put it up because I'll tell you a little story. We did, um, my wife wrote a show called Halloween Hullabaloo, which is really fun. It's a little cabaret for Halloween. And we performed it a few times and we did one like big-ish production in New York and we built a set and, and we did all this stuff. And we got through, I think, two performances, and then uh, Hurricane Sandy hit mm. and wiped out the whole rest of the thing. Mm. And it really, it really hurts when something like that happens, where sure. you know some kind of you know natural disaster wipes out your show, sure. and you don't get to bring it to the people the way you were hoping, and you have right. to send people's monies back because the tickets are you know, no good anymore and all that kind of stuff. So. I get it. You know what I mean? I, I know the feeling. And I, I if, if we had had the chance to kind of get back up and do it again, we would have done it. But the whole, you know. But if if this, I mean, yes, I hear that. And I, and yes, it's, a, that's horrible. It's a horrible thing to have to go through. But if this, if, if the production slated was a prisoner of Second Avenue, would fuck Neil Simon be on the. On the Twitter the next day? I think they it would. Decided to, you really do? I think it would because it's an old white guy. I mean, even but no one's saying fuck Neil Simon. I really don't think so. Really, I think they would. I, maybe you're right. I think I think it's it's all about diversity. I think we want to. They want to see the people who are saying this want to see new voices. They're tired of you know Broadway just being literally the great white way. Sure, uh, sure. I'm also tired of that for yeah, sure. Yeah. So I I think that's the the message behind it it doesn't have so much to do with mammoth although a lot of them hate mammoth i think it has more to do with old white guys <laughs> i think i think it has a lot to do with mammoth i really do <laughs> it probably I does really do. too yeah and especially given his his new uh political stances and stuff i think it's uh yeah yeah that and then d- defending the bribers and the just the whole like the, the whole oeuvre the whole, <laughs> the whole the mammoth oeuvre writing a play about harvey weinstein didn't help you know so really yeah, yeah no so yeah. yeah it's a lot of stuff but that's the quote that's a good quote buddy thank you we thanks have, for bringing that sure well now we have time what's yours no we don't have time why not i'll save it i'll save it for next week all right all right fine it's good okay good the suits are on my fucking ass buddy <laughs> <laughs> i'm worried between you and me i'm worried yeah <laughs> you're being strong-armed by some shadow man in a <laughs> mulberry silk suit <laughs> yeah and it smells like chinese food and i'm nervous as fuck <laughs> all right well I, I i guess we should just get the hell out of here what do you think is that right i think so i mean it's no more segments no more scripts that's right we're, we're kind of done all right are you good with that i am 
Okay. Well, this, this was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, buddy. And thanks, everybody, for listening. All right. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. What would David Mamet think? What would David Mamet think? Hate it, love it, tell us to shove it. What would David